1: Hello, everyone. Welcome. My name is Marilyn Shannon, and I am delighted to have you all join us today. I hope it's lovely wherever you are in the world, and we're excited to have you. And I'm going to say hi to Amnon before we get on with the show.
2: Hello, Marilyn. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm just fine. Good. Beautiful glasses.
1: (laughs) If you haven't noticed, I got new glasses. My children did tell me it was a little too big for my face, but I have a lot of world to see, so I'm happy to have it. So thank you, Amnon. I really am so happy with it. The world seems like a brighter place and bigger. It is. It is.
2: Now, if there were only rosy color, well, they are. You could see roses. Well, I do. I
1: see the world as I see. I see. I can imagine that the world is rosy through my glasses. So I'm really excited. So, I want to tell you all to please feel free to connect with us on our chat. Feel free to put your name under our video. You can ask questions, you can comment, you can tell us how your day is going and also you can call in anytime to the show at 919-518-9773 or you can connect with us on computers, 2K Voice. And we'd love to have you comment and share your experiences and ask questions because that's how we learn and that's how we connect. So, you know, we always love to bring cutting-edge information, tools, strategies, techniques, ideas, people, inspiring stories, everything and anything that we can to educate us and let us know what's going on in the world and maybe bringing the world a little closer to each and every one of you and into your hearts. And today, our focus is going to be on co-housing and on from there. And I'm very excited to welcome our guest today, Rains Cohen. Hey, Raines. How
0: do you do? Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. How are you doing?
0: Marvelous good Beyond, i I, I, would hope that uh our national exec director alice alexander uh would be able to join us as well today but uh she's had injuries so we're wishing her a rapid recovery
1: yeah she's in the chat oh good good so you can't keep a good woman down completely and with technology there's a little help from us all excellent so she's there so and i'm gonna say alice i know you're listening so feel free you can always call in since you couldn't be on the show you can always write comments and, you know, add to the conversation, please feel free to do that. So reigns you are a communicate, you are a uh, co-housing coach and a community activist, right?
0: Community organizer. Organizer. I'm of, of late, but yeah. I try to help people find each other, find community, create new communities together.
1: So tell us about, you know, so you live in Berkeley, right?
0: I do, in a co-housing neighborhood. We all have our private homes, but in a really large shared area, common house. We all have our own kitchens, but we do meals together a few times a week. It's sort of the best of both worlds, uh, that uh, choice-creating community and privacy. So
1: we're going to, and in a little while, Rain's going to take us on a little tour. So it's really kind of like, it's it's almost like a fairy tale. So tell us about co-housing.
0: Well, this uh, movement came uh, to the U.S., uh, late 80s, a couple architects, McCammon and Durant, were studying in Denmark and uh, said, hey, what is it about that makes these neighborhoods special, that people we actually see people hanging out and talking? And they discovered and wrote about them uh, in this original book, Co-Housing, sort of the Bible of the Movement. Uh, and basically, uh, they said oh, these are people that came out of uh, co-ops and, you know, the similar movements to here, in the 60s to 70s, say, yeah, let's do group houses. Let's, you know, all live together. Uh, People started having families and said, oh, maybe let's have a little more privacy. But we still, you know, uh, we, we like the design for community. So can we make it so that, uh, it's really easy, say, to come home to a fresh cooked meal a few times a week, or have one person watch a whole bunch of kids. Uh, I can think of it as sort of the first post-feminist neighborhood design movement that really uh, led to spaces that made it much easier to balance domestic tasks, uh, and uh, you know, on, on the assumption that you know women were going to be working as well uh, as men. Uh, let's get past old stereotypes about how how the, the labor is divided.
1: So let me interrupt you just a second, because so, sure. you're saying yeah. a lot of really great things, and I want to make sure that we capture some of these things. So you say first of all, Denmark. What what was so special about Denmark?
0: Well, uh, I'd say that uh, there was uh, <clears throat> I mean, a lot, like a lot of you know, a post World War II uh, a boom like, like we've had here. But um, I think just the the mix of political and economic conditions that favored uh, communitarianism—the sense of sharing—you uh, uh, it, it, uh, know, unlike here where the focus is uh, so much on single private home ownership, uh, there's a greater set of tools and resources and support for for sharing at different levels, I see. including the neighborhood level.
1: So, is so is it a a normal way of living in Dan- Denmark, or is it also kind of like a movement? And uh, it, it, it's
0: it, it's it's uh, had a very wide influence there. Uh, it's it very popular. Uh, uh, w- w- the estimate might be you know one percent of the housing stock there, but it's influenced so uh, so much more. Even affordable and public housing, the idea is okay. Let's get the future residents engaged and involved in the process. Gotcha. It- <clears throat>
1: And and so how long have you been living in a co-housing?
0: Well, this is my second co-housing neighborhood. I've lived in uh, First Swans Market in Oakland, California, now Berkeley Co-Housing. My wife Betty and I moved here in uh, 2003. And we're the new kids on the block. Uh, You could say uh, there's just been uh, two resales since then, uh, 12 years between resales. Uh, It's a very stable community. Uh, Half the founders are still here after 23 years. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to leave. Uh, there are, I mean, there there has been some, some births, some deaths, uh, some housemates, and life changes, uh, and marriages. Yeah, but uh, it's just a, we're trying to recreate that even old fashioned neighborhood.
1: Uh-huh. Old fashioned meaning?
0: Uh, where you know your neighbors, this small town feeling that sense of accountability and presence and support. I know which neighbor I could borrow a use of a truck from or which neighbor I could borrow some cinnamon from or which neighbor that will get me educated so that uh, we can be really efficient in our recycling and our bicycling and greenness and so on.
1: And how many people live in your community?
0: Let's see, we have about 34 of us, including our renters, associate members, kids, uh, uh, currently uh, age range from 16 days old, to 87 years old uh-huh.
1: and you all and and you own your home
0: it's primarily a home ownership, home ownership model here in the u.s. there's starting to be rental co-housing of course there's rentals in co-housing but yet yeah, primarily it's home ownership that's what got the projects built people investing and in putting the, their down payment invested into projects and in, uh, deciding it together
1: so um So is every co-housing community have a different philosophy or are you all very similar or what's the difference?
0: Well, we sort of, you know, people got started in different ways, but mostly you know driven by communities forming around that book. uh, And uh, the philosophy of being good neighbors. And sometimes people overlay say, okay, do we want, you know, particular religious or other focus, but by and large, mostly it's just being good neighbors and you'll find, uh, It, 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 just, just the the people with a, a willingness to, to listen to other people, uh, openness to to engage, uh, people who don't feel like they need a moat around their house, uh, but uh, who can see some benefit from sharing, whether that's economic or social benefits that they get. Uh, I think a research, marketers, what do they call us? Uh, LoHAS, lifestyles of health and sustainability uh, marketer. Cultural creatives might be a nicer term. Social creatives. Oh, I
1: love that. Oh.
0: Cultural creatives. Oh, cultural
1: just, create. Cool. I like social too. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about that. Tell us what that means.
0: Well, I, I think you'll find a lot of people. Uh, what one report called us uh, hyper-civic and over-educated. Uh, a, a lot of people with advanced degrees. Uh, a lot of people who have the you know the, the comfort, the luxury to be you know to be able to take a risk, try something different the and the interest and desire to do so uh people coming out of academic or other environments with a willingness to engage in uh and and the resources to say yes i can afford home ownership and do it in a way that's not your standard way of doing it
1: Mm -hmm. is Is that betsy talking that's betsy my
0: wife betsy is uh i mean this is perfect
1: co-housing co-co-co-co showing together
0: (laughs) she's the urban planner in the family i'm the urban dreamer so uh I married her for a PhD and uh, get to benefit.
1: Good. So I want to ask you something before we go into too much. Is there a, so in this community, is there a fence around the community? Is it isolated somehow? I
0: mean, where, where, where I mean, there, there's, uh, we've got a fence around the, the sides and the up front, mostly just to keep kids or dogs from running into the street. Uh, <clears throat> it's not a gated community, uh, but, uh, we, we we know our neighbors in the community really well. We know the neighbors outside somewhat well. Uh, it, there is you know some element of being inward focused. Like you know the classic design is let's put the kitchen sink somewhere where you can see what's going on over in our common house, and so looking in instead of looking out. Uh, but that that can mean sometimes that we're we're looking in so much that we don't necessarily connect to our neighbors as much. But and we've had a, a preponderance of activists and co-housing so and neighborhood organizers and people that have helped engage their neighbors in various ways, politically or otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, to bring about good things.
1: So, and you, so you mentioned putting the sink someplace where you can see out.
0: I uh, want well, see it to the common house. So, into the common basically, you know, the usual thing is, you know, put your salon, your parlor, your living room out you know, near the front of the house. The sink is more towards the back maybe facing your backyard. The co-housing idea is, well, <clears throat> you, you don't want somebody you know doing the dishes to feel isolated, so give them the opportunity to be able to see, oh, there's somebody over in the common house, I should go check it out. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 a lot of reporting on co-housing says, oh, we've got scheduled events and services, but really it's much more ad hoc. It's uh, the members themselves and what, whatever we feel like doing becomes the priority.
1: Is there like a, um, a president a, a director, who, like, is there some, it, it, when, ah. in the hierarchy of things, how do decisions get made?
0: Well, sure. Well, l- legally, we're all on the board of a homeowner's association, typically. Uh, and notice that we're all on the board, not just electing a board. And we make decisions by consensus. So while uh, we have officers, they're just pro forma roles to sign documents, but pretty much it's together we're running this uh, association, that manages our reserves and you know improvements and so on, uh, but it isn't your stereotypical condo where it's like how do we sue each other and make sure we have conformity and preserve property values. But at our best, which isn't always, uh, we we're t- we're getting a forum to hear each other and support the, using the, the same system to get more of our needs met collectively.
1: Do you ever just feel like you just want to get away?
0: Well, I can do that. I can go home, close the blinds. I'm in my own house. Uh, it's in my own space. I own it. I don't have to go to the common meals. People expect me to, uh, but I, I thought required. Uh, we have some expectation that people will come and cook, but uh, we can't uh, force you to cook for us. Uh, but uh, you generally, if uh, I find you get more benefit out of community, the more you put into it.
2: Sure.
1: And so you yeah. are a community organizer. So what exactly...
0: Do you well do? so uh together with my wife Betsy uh we run meetup groups like East Bay co-housing just in our towns of Berkeley and Oakland alone. We've got over 4200 people seeking community. <clears throat> so we try to uh help them do do trainings and tours and gatherings to help people find each other, find existing communities and create new ones.
1: So how many communities are there in like in your area?
0: Uh, Well, nationally, there's 160 or so up and running, 100 more in development, including a number in your area, North Carolina, but um, uh, quite a few, a a couple dozen in uh, Northern California and uh, at least a dozen in the the East Bay.
1: So you are, so is your area like one of the fastest growing areas for co-housing?
0: It's been a, a lot, by sheer numbers, sincere population growth and interest. There's, there's a lot of interest. The trick is, <clears throat> because we follow the regular housing market, so few people now can afford homeownership around here. We're trying to, in our group organizing cast a big tent and say, how do we support also what we're calling co-householding, you know, group houses mm-hmm. uh, or the hip young hashtag co-living. Yeah. Uh, and basically uh, help people get together whatever fashion, you know, partner in co-ops, do innovations for affordability, partner with land trusts, uh, find new ways. There's now uh, some all rental, non-profit owned co-housing that we are helping organize.
1: So find new ways.
0: Yeah, that this is a self-help movement. It's not like you can go out and say. I mean, a few cases you could find a place open, but uh, as Scoop Disker says, if you don't like the news, go out and make some of your own. Well, if you don't like your housing options, let's go co-create new ways of doing it, and together as a community, there's a lot more you could do that would, none of us on our own would be able to or yeah, want to. it's
1: kind of fascinating because I I thought we you know, most of it was just community, but you're talking about just a multiple. Uh, way of living together, not just in a in a neighborhood, but creating co housing, like living I mean, in a you,
0: house together. Good to skill. Um, I mean, we're building on a U.S. movement. You know, the, the housing cooperatives movement has a long history in the U.S. <clears> of <throat> over fifty years, uh, but it's uh, in some ways got marginalized by the banks and federal practice. Yeah, and so you know, a lot of times it's. They're co-ops, but they aren't necessarily cooperative. They don't necessarily have shared uh, space or sh- shared meals or that sense of community if people are there out of necessity. So we're trying to say, can we create choices where people can get get deeper? We've had neighbors that now do vacations to Cuba together. Uh, actually, some to France last year. Uh, educate each other about bicycling, support each other, and yet even uh, even all of life and even death. Uh, uh, My neighbor Don passed away. It was a privilege to be able to spend the night with him. we were able to fill a lot of gaps, uh, provide a lot of social care. uh, That uh, uh, they they did bring in professional care eventually, but uh, in hospice. But we were able to help so his wife was able to keep working.
1: Interesting. So I I want to ask you about some of the benefits, but uh, Chris is asking what stereotypes. Does the co-housing movement face and how are you breaking down those barriers with education
0: thanks Chris that's a great question uh, I mean any headline writer will uh, loves the word commune, if it's a nice word packs a punch uh, a nice short word uh, and so we have to get you know at least now we're not past 20th century commune to the 21st century but uh yeah, we got this idea that, oh, this is hippie commune, people had experience in the 70s or in their student years of group housing, and we're able to say, well, I think we've learned a lot from that time, how to have set their dial right to a place with enough privacy and community so that it's a choice. So it's not, okay, let's go have arguments about whose turn it is to clean the sink, but instead uh, find ways to, uh, yeah, have a, a, a smaller shared sphere, bring in professionals to help. Uh, and, uh, get the work done and have, you know, did, uh, our own separate private lives, our own separate work and so on. Uh, other stereotypes of community, uh, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the, hippie thing, uh, and I'm, in some ways I gotta say the hippies were right. We've learned a lot from the seventies and whether it's green technology or other things, um. Uh, I think mostly that we've learned that you know that uh, people are concerned. Oh, consensus. I did that in Occupy. Isn't that take a long time? Isn't you, you know, it hard to decide things? But we've learned how to build relationship and trust so over time. We can very quickly get to what matters and spend the time on the stuff that really is a you know big decision. Spending large amounts on remodeling our common kitchen, for example, and not on list uh, of all stuff. We're able to prioritize.
1: So. Um, advantages of living in co housing. I'm sure the list is very, very long. And so, but before you, and I want to ask you that because I think that's really huge, but the philosophy of living <sighs> together, what is the the root, the philosophy, the core of living like this? The kahuna I, I think, of benefits.
0: Uh, fundamentally, it's about really the, the power, the, the for, for from knowing your neighbors comes knowing yourself. Cohousing has been called the most expensive, excuse <clears> me, <throat> personal growth workshop you'll ever take. And uh, because of the cost of the home, uh, you, you learn a lot. I mean, it's like you know having your mirror held up, up to you on a frequent basis. It's like, okay, if I can't talk to Jane, then who can't talk to me? And can I talk to John who can talk to Jane? And we're getting a lot of feedback. And uh, so I guess the, the stones that rub together get polished. Uh, we, we get to learn a lot about what people are willing to, to do or live with or how different people work with money or decisions or what matters. Um, so, yeah you know, uh, working with feedback, uh, the, getting getting this the, that feedback and then the support. Uh, you know, if I want to have 50 people over for an event, I can book the common house and, um, I do you know, I live in 600 square feet with a lot of books mm-hmm. uh, I don't have to uh, have a larger house because I have the benefit of the shared space right
1: so and some of the other benefits specific
0: benefits uh, well I, I mentioned it's great for, for raising kids we've had a in our home community a lot of single moms there's uh, some others with a lot of single dads and parents in general uh, to be able to come home to a fresh cooked meal, to be able to have one person watching several kids, those are enormous benefits, and that was the initial driver for a lot of co-housing uh, in the beginning here as well as internationally. Uh, the big growth area, of course, has been senior co-housing. The boomers, especially if they're helping their parents navigate the system and uh, say, hell no, I'm not going to go to a nursing home, let's find another way. and uh, so uh, it's been great for what we call not just aging in place but aging in community and we can do a lot to support each other in that process uh and uh as our community we we talk a lot about it and uh there's what community specifically designed. we uh i I write about the uh the study group process the uh we we brought over from Denmark uh the successful aging curriculum that basically says Okay, if you're going to talk about your future, you know what do we need to know about health, death, finance, uh, uh, sort of social agreements, uh, so that we can uh, work out ways to take care of each other, but not feel like oh I'm always going to be taking care and giving and giving. Find ways to set limits. Like okay, if you break your hip, I'll come and feed you, but I'm not going to come bathe you. But maybe there's a community service that will. So we find a way. We can have more confidence. Uh, that's you know, this, this led to a lot of senior co housing in Denmark. And I wrote about this in the book uh, "Audacious Aging." Mm-hmm. I wrote a chapter about uh, aging in community, including senior co housing and the, the Beacon Hill Village movement.
1: So, uh, and you mentioned um, what people are learning about themselves. So, what did you learn about yourself?
0: Well, uh, it's been interesting from. Uh, you know, living in two different communities and, you know, the, the, the different priorities and whoops, sorry, coming in as uh, the youngest homeowner, in the first one, and, and with the, uh, the first home buyer without renting, and the second one, uh, <clears throat> that, um, that, yeah, I, I've come to learn that I'm on the spectrum of activism, engagement, and connection, and that some people are really wanting just to live here, just to have their private home and not be in a zoo. And so in order to be successful and get my needs met, I need to find ways of meeting other people and understanding where they're coming from and finding ways to, to you know, present, hey, I'm going to host this event, and here's what I'm doing to make sure it's not going to bother you. And having a checklist, and we've come up with some good communication systems in the community to make sure that people who have different ways of doing things have ways of getting their feedback built and, and you know feeling confident that they don't have to hold on and say wait stop, but right. have have room to hear sure. each other.
1: Right, we get exactly.
0: we get better over time.
1: Right, I mean finding ex, ex, I mean when you live with different people, things are going to pop up. You
0: know? Oh yeah, I and uh, <clears throat> there's different things in every in every community, different issues. But uh, we, we have the tools to support. You know, it's not like, okay, uh, you know, let, let's file lawsuits or uh, attack each other. But let's use use our meetings. Mm-hmm. And our most effective meetings are ones where we spend a lot of time checking in. <clears throat> so we're knowing what's going on in each other's lives. It's not all business meetings, but time to uh, to hear each other and know what's going on.
1: So, I mean, I would say that you're a pretty good a judge of how what, what it is that people connect with or how they connect the most, what would you say? Because you're, I mean, you're helping people connect.
0: Yeah. And so we look for where, you know, where people are, uh, if they've got a long laundry list, uh, you know, it must be exactly this. Uh, it has to be exactly that. I, I, that's sort of a warning sign. I mean, yes, you should know your, your needs and preferences, but <clears throat> think about which aspect you're putting forward, what, what aspect you're putting first. You know, look for the common ground, look for room to connect, look for where where you have room to meet other people and not force them to meet wh- wh- where you are, um, and... And, and, and just, you will know, find the resource. And that's kind of, I've sometimes found inspiration from some of my uh, other neighbors. And, okay, how are they dealing with that? Okay, you know, could I do that? So, so yeah, finding connections.
1: And what about the kids uh, that
0: live there? I can one, do I, I don't have one myself. But uh, my five-year-old neighbor, it really does help me mow the lawn uh, when I use the push mower. Uh, and my... Uh, I've noticed the parents do spend more time uh, coordinating with each other, and it's great not to have for them not to have to drive to playdates uh, and to have support. They've even two kids from different families are getting treated as one family by a school for preferentially uh, being in the same schedule in the same class to get a you know because they get picked up together. So so there are definite benefits, um, and I've I've seen a lot of kids grow up in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really get a lot of. Uh, they're, they're interacting with adults a lot, and so are more likely to get connected and be very articulate and uh, have ways of getting their needs met. And so, say teenagers, if they move into a community, like all these adults around, uh, <laughs> uh, it's that's a harder match.
1: So they are articulate. So, what else do you notice about them when they do? They go out in the world, or do they stay? Do they go and come yeah. back?
0: Are they more uh, mostly, comfortable you know, in their own... St- some come back, and, you know, uh-huh. sooner or later. Uh, <clears throat> some of my neighbors, you know, are empty nesters. that are now renting out a room, but they were sort of keeping room in case the kid came back. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I've just seen people go off of the world, uh, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's, all, it's it's different for every, everybody, but... Uh, 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 It's, you know, my uh, only regret is that mostly, most co-housing is, you know, a fixed size, established, and with low turnover like ours, there's not so much room for people to come back. Combine that with housing prices, it's rare for kids to be able to have room to come back into a community uh, as adults, uh, at least in in the co-housing as it is today.
1: Amnon says in the basement. I uh, just want to remind everyone to please feel free to call in 919-518-9773 or you can Skype with us at Computers, that's plural, number 2K Voice, Computers 2K Voice, and you can come in and ask questions and uh, what are you curious about? Are you curious about anything? Because I'm asking all the things that I'm curious about. What are you curious about? So join us in the conversation. none has a question.
2: Uh, it's not a question. Oh. I mean, I can, I can think about. I was just listening to Ryan, and I'm saying, yeah. the biggest benefit for people is, I want a big family, and I don't want to have a family of my own. I n- or I never did, and I want, I want it now, the American way. Now, mm-hmm. this is perfect. This is a big family, mm-hmm. and if you don't want <laughs> them, you just go home. <laughs> go back to your room. You go back to your room, and yes. and it, oh. and it works. But what I'm interested in is. Don't tell me that there's no politics.
0: Oh, of course I mean the, 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 there's people are involved so of course there's politics but <clears throat> uh, we basically because we're operating by consensus, because we trade in, in uh, living well together and communicating well, we have better opportunities to work things out. Uh, we have learned that consensus is not good for st- uh, things that start with the letter P, matters of personal preference, pets. Pink color, progeny, puffin policy, uh, Mm -hmm. stuff that basically if we don't have a shared values around it, you can just argue till the the day's end. You know, let's call it a professional to advise us on paint colors rather than try to fight it out ourselves. Mm -hmm. And
2: and, and you were talking about booking the common uh, building. Common house. Common house. How did how did that come to be a common house? Where did it come from?
0: Well, so our community, and maybe this would be a good point to give you about a little tour. Yeah. Uh, sure. we we started out, you know, uh, everyone's different. Ours started with some existing structures and uh built in and around them. Let's give you a little yeah, but support no, that side of the door. I think,
2: I think what I'm asking is who paid for it?
0: Oh well, it, 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 it's basically it's shared. It's a shared cost. Okay. <coughs> and we all own our own homes plus uh, one fourteenth of the commons. Okay. And so so, was,
2: so what happens if I have to move? Do I get anything back? Or that's yeah,
0: so it's a condominium. So you 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 sell your home. In our case, our prices are capped at least for the next uh, decade or so. But usually, it's a market rate transaction. Okay. So, so tell uh, us what we're here, seeing. So if you am step down from my front steps, and you can get a peek over here at our. Let's make sure we still have a good connection. Yeah, we're good. Coming mm-hmm. up uh, a little right behind me there. That's uh, so. nice. Ooh, limboing is happening, <laughs> and I'm not doing it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Don't Thank don't you. Don't, don't,
0: don't, uh, don't push it. Here we go. Okay. So there, there's a the common house okay. uh, behind me, and then we were able to create this green between the houses. What was a driveway? We built some houses new, like this one, and some uh, used existing cottages like these. Let me step out of the sun here. So is, there
1: uh, a, is there a is a, there a rhyme or a reason? I mean, do you have do you build certain things into the community to support itself, to sustain itself?
0: I, I was, you're, say you're, that again. Sorry.
2: Your Wi-Fi is, your video is I think
0: we're still connected.
2: You are connected. Can you hear us?
0: Have I lost you?
1: Can you hear us?
0: Can you hear us? I thought we were close to the Wi-Fi. I may need to reconnect.
2: Go go ahead, Ryan.
1: All right, well, bear with us. We'll be right back because I'm curious. So it's going to be very interesting because I, I would love to take a little tour and see all that they have. And all, here Sorry, he is. He's really good. Hey. <coughs> hey. Uh,
0: so so you were asking. I was
1: asking you, Do did you build something into the community? You know, whether it's a community garden, are there certain things that your community has that maybe other communities don't have or a focus?
0: Um, I, I think we've, uh, you know, we use some existing buildings and built some new, but uh, we, uh, yeah, we have a bit of a community garden, but it's mostly you know, the, the you know, used with, with the kids. There's, there's three farmer's markets year-round within a mile of here uh, every week, so, uh, and lots of great groceries. So we don't grow much of our own food. Mostly, I'd say we've had a focus here on living green, with one person really into recycling, educating the rest of us. And so uh, you know, our total trash is two bins a week. And we just get so much prevented and diverted, and so on. Mm-hmm. Bicycling is really big here. We invest a lot in bike sheds and tool sheds, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and yeah, just you know, it's a little hidden urban oasis. The parking's off at the street. Yeah, the the houses, you know, you can as you see here are close mm-hmm. together enough. This porch that I'm standing on was built out so we can speak from one porch mm-hmm. to the other without yelling.
1: I see. I love that. Yes. So, what other little things like that? And those really fascinate me, just like the well, kitchen facing out and the and the deck. What else?
0: A lot of co housing design principles that show up when you get a group of residents involved in directing the design process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with a professional architect and, and developer, uh, we're able to, to get a lot of input and get our priorities reflected. Basically, build what we think, what we know we need, rather than what somebody thinks we want.
1: Based on who's there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, here voice. Betsy
1: will give
3: it Hey,
0: soon.
1: Betsy. Hi. Come closer.
3: Okay, there yeah, we go. Yeah, good. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to add that one of the core principles that came from Denmark, which builds on other wisdom systems, is the idea you put the cars at the street, you put the people at the center, and you create pathways. Physical. So there's a physical component to co-housing that attracted people, like uh uh, bringing the porches closer together, if you have porches, um, creating social, pl- easy places for people to gather. Mm-hmm. So even in uh, the Central Park co-housing in, in Durham, it's an apartment building, but they created, they used some of their uh, spaces to create gracious sunrooms, and not just hallways, but you know little mini living rooms, mini libraries where people feel good gathering and talking informally without having to... Uh, invite people straight into their homes or being in some kind of institutional setting. So the design is actually one of the key components mm-hmm. of co-housing that, that helps. And many cooperatives, housing cooperatives, which have a shared ownership structure, didn't design any social spaces, or if they did, it, it sort of belongs to no one.
1: Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the thought that comes to my mind while you were talking is, like, I know I'm a people person, And I love I mean, I'm a people people person, but I do get, you know, where I'm out so much that I do need to come back in and, you know, feel kind of, um, you know, regroup a little bit. And I guess I wonder in the community where you are or any co-housing community, I think that's part that would be part of my lesson to learn would be that I could go and go and I don't have to come and socialize. You know, that's part of getting comfortable with who you are is socializing when you want to and not socializing when you don't want to.
0: It, it, yeah. It, it's a learning process, but we do have, I think, a majority of introverts in co-housing by one self-reported okay. study. I don't uh, know if it's majority, but enough.
3: people, people who know they need people, but actually spend more time, uh, working solo, um, also choose co-housing because they like the idea that there's right. a ready social mix. It is, as with anything, it's not like instant family or instant uh, friends, although there's that might be that at the very beginning, we learn to be real. And, and so we learn by kind of bouncing off each other or observing ourselves over time. I mean, I think that's one of the strengths here is you're saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm willing to settle in and get to know these people. There are a fair amount of people that we coach who are not ready to settle down. They, Mm -hmm. they still want to travel the world and what they're hoping for is I want a community. When I land in Mexico, I want a community when I, when I land in Guatemala, you know, or wherever they're going. And sometimes that's possible. Um, and we wish them well, but other times co-housing in the U S so far is still, um, about people settling in and learning to know each other.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And, uh, that doesn't mean people don't take plenty of trips they do Sure.
1: <laughs> well, so do. so yeah, so i want to know about this the, the coaching aspect of you're coaching people on how to be what how to be neighbors how to well,
3: yeah. it's usually uh, coaching people who are seeking a community uh, or a type of housing that will be more social and suitable for them so we we coach mostly seekers And forming
0: groups. Yeah, founders of communities about how to work out some of the process, understand the financial, the social, the marketing, the many aspects.
3: We have several layers, but I would say the bulk of our coaching are seekers, and we're helping people to understand what are the different, both what are the different physical communities out there that might work for them, uh, age-wise, kid-wise, price-wise, location, Mm -hmm. obviously. But we also, our coaching involves small groups to help them work with understanding how to talk to each other beyond the uh, just either um, agreeing or butting heads. So we have tools and resources and also. Work with professional
1: mm-hmm. people. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a whole, I mean, I obviously, I'm a, oh, have we lost their sound?
0: Uh-uh, we're oh, still here. No, there
1: they are. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Chris also is asking on the chat: Are there special rituals that go on?
3: Only well, every community. Of come people, come a little
1: closer, Betsy, because we're losing. Yeah.
3: Every community will, you know, whether of any kind, a small group of people will come up with their own rituals. We have a special birthday song, for example, that we sing, and it turns out other communities have their own special birthday songs that they sing. For example. Um, I'm not sure that we have other rituals uh, here.
0: There some holidays that get marked. You know, yeah. we have Lakas around Hanukkah time. People,
3: people bring their their backgrounds and and surface it here and see if uh, other people. Uh, At Easter egg in it. Yeah, an Easter egg hunt uh, uh, oh. led by our mostly Jewish, you know, by <laughs> Jewish families and parents.
0: Uh, 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 and um, uh, barbecues for Labor Day and Memorial I, an, Day. Another,
3: I would say, core characteristic of co-housing is um, that the, that many of the people were, are or have been um, – Uh, seekers or creative, you know, people looking for alternative ways of thinking and living in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So often they aren't involved with their, uh, like a church or a congregation that they grew up with. And so the idea of community and neighborhood becomes a form of that, but there aren't, there aren't any special traditions I think mm-hmm. right now, this National Co Housing Tour Day.
0: April could, 29th.
3: Yes, that could be one, uh, but it's only been two this will be the second year. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way people come together in their community to support that tour. So, that's is like, And
1: I want to know about the tour. Do you find that there's some certain trends now? I, is there a trend towards this? Is there a trend uh, toward co housing?
0: The, the, there's definitely strong interest out there. Uh, we, we've seen an upsurge in inquiries. It follows the overall real estate market. <clears throat> uh, but there are now more people looking into say senior co housing and uh fresh look at alternatives. I think after the two thousand eight crunch in the market, people started, you know, got away from looking at how do I get the most house and then flip it or whatever into oh, how do I get the most value and how do I get a place that I stick with uh and you know, that I'm in it for the long run. Betsy's on the cohousing Research Network. I don't know if you've got any fresh data. Well, on this.
3: Not, on, not on this in, in mm-hmm. general. But, um, well, there's if there's a trend, one is that there are a number of older <sighs> people who are reading, you know, boomers who are reading ahead or people just the, a little older than boomers, re- reading ahead and saying, gosh, I want to prepare. I want to age consciously. I, I want to create, uh, I want to be part of a community that uh, I can end my life in that will be supportive of of Mm -hmm. that. You know, uh, not so um, that the trend towards conscious aging is small, but I think it drives people at a certain age to say, hey, I wanna go this Mm -hmm. next step consciously. Um, The Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. trend is more the fact that housing has become more and more unaffordable. And we do get a fair amount of um, people approaching us who are hoping that this is a less expensive way like significantly lower cost and it isn't as long as it's uh, people using their own savings, you know, to put down payments and work together. But there seems to be a growing, the word co-housing and also cooperatives has become more on people's lips. Uh, In the policy circles, we see little bits of places where it's mentioned. And uh, so I would hope it would become a trend to politically say, you know what, we want to support community-oriented ways of aging or raising family when it comes to affordable housing. Community meaning self-directed by the residents in some special form. I can't honestly say it's a trend, but it has been a trend in the past before co-housing, and perhaps it can emerge again. A a greater call for that something uh, that's not just uh, build a building, uh, yeah. or build housing, but build neighborhood, build connections as part of that. Well, I
1: think that's the trend, and maybe people don't know it yet. But even my, my husband and I were talking about it last night and it had nothing to do with the show. But we just mm-hmm. sold our house, we mm-hmm. want to move in closer to where our children live, which is about 30 minutes from here because we have grandchildren. And yes. we've been, I we've both been working a lot, building things, working a lot, and we have mm-hmm. we have connections in our neighborhood, and he's there for a long time. But I have not been a good neighbor,
3: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: out in the world. Yes, I have not been a good neighbor. And I said to him last night, you know, wherever we go next, I want to be a better neighbor. I want to, you know, and I think that there's there's a way of doing that, you know, where where you can you can create that community because it's so important now to be connected, to feel the connection.
3: Yes. And there's a lot of different ways you could do that. Uh, and I would also say that your area of North Carolina is, uh, is um, just wave to my neighbor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, your area of North Carolina is one of the epicenters.
0: Is and, it really? Uh, How come yeah. that
1: is? How come? Pardon? How come that is? Why is that?
0: Well, I uh, uh, well Research I think Triangle Park, you know, is a college. We found college towns in the United states been the pioneering area for co-housing. You'll find it in Eastern, Western Massachusetts, D.C. area,
3: Washington State, <coughs> Seattle,
0: uh, Portland, uh, Oregon.
3: I think part of what co-housing answers is the people who up and left their home communities at mm. a young age. Not in your case. I don't know where you were raised. Maybe it was in this same area, but. It has tended to draw people who do have um, who do have the, the choices in life, and uh, part of our work is to make sure it could be available to people who don't always have the financial economic choice. Um, but I will but I will say, why is uh, your area? Because it has the same characteristics of sort of creative, adventuresome people right, with a right. with mix of incomes, and who may or may not be near their families. Yeah, although. Folks like you moving to be closer to your kids, that's right. also very much part of the California phenomenon.
1: Right, 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 right. And so you help people find a place to live or you help people come together to, to create a place?
3: Mostly, we do both, but the creating of a place, Rains can speak a little further, uh, we help them understand what the choices and what the development process looks like. But the actual producing of a community, which involves, you know, uh, putting together plans and permits and buying land together, there are, we're very blessed in the co-housing world to have several uh, key development consultants with lots of experience under their belt, in, including, of course, mckenna Duret Architects and their development partnerships they've created.
1: So how, how is it, what, what's it about the two of you? Well, that you would I, get on this bandwagon, that you would understand this like you have. What is it about you?
0: I, I, I think we know from having visited over a hundred communities, lived into. <clears throat> and Betty comes from the co-ops and a wider background as well, she's on the Fellowship Potential Community Board. We, we've <clears throat> we, we we've seen enough of the process to to help people stay out of the quicksand and, and get a you know a, a good view. Uh, to, to just take a serious look at what's involved and get the right partnerships. I, I
3: would I would say before we even met, we each had a path towards this feeling more rewarded when we were involved in a sense of community and solidarity with other people. Right. So Reigns was a founder of the uh, Macintosh user G-Munk. group. The Macintosh
1: Mac- what? Say that again.
0: Berkeley Macintosh User Group, eBug. Which was Berkeley. a
3: huge and grew to 16,000 people, but he was in the business. They all were of giving information away so people could be empowered with their Macintosh computers. Mm-hmm. It was a profound movement. I'm, I'm not sure what happened. I'm an army brat who uh, landed up in a group house in Providence, Rhode Island, where I said, "What is this weeness I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. This weeness?" and uh, ended up pursuing it academically through a bachelor's, a master's, and then a a doctorate to understand community on many different levels. I will say that there's living in it. It's an experiential, it's an experiential learning. Mm
0: -hmm. Although I I
3: do love the history and the policy work that I do. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the personal internal work of being in community has been the most illuminating, (laughs) but I, but I do, we do uh, collect, we have visited over 100 communities and I'm on the research network so we collect information to say well what's going on here that may or may not be different from others. Of our background.
0: Uh, or, and, and when we do orientations, we, and we try to give people a taste of what it's like living in community. A little, we do some gatherings. We would call it uncommon meal where people come here. <clears throat> if we invited people to dinner all the time, my neighbors would say, no, no, not more guests. Stop <laughs> it. I don't want to live in a zoo. So on a night when we're not having dinner here, I'll have people over and they'll come and cook together. See, so, you know, the experience And na-
3: navigate somebody who can't have <clears throat> gluten and <clears throat> someone who needs to have protein and yeah. so it, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a wonderful experiment and yeah. of course everyone loves sitting over dinner and sharing mm-hmm. stories about themselves and what
0: they're And we've been part of groups that looked at what are the deeper patterns, uh, the, the ideas that keep showing up in community and so we're
3: This is the we're, idea we're, of cooperative culture and What uh, is that? And, and what is that? Well, well so um, I just want to put a little pitch in for uh, Fellowship for Intentional Community and yes. in IC.org Resource. Uh, I see intentional communities.org, um, which has been holding up this banner of cooperative culture in the form, you know, for over, well, decades. well yeah, since before World War II. Um, essentially, cooperative culture, though, are people who are saying, you know, um, we believe that these interrelationships that we create offer a more stable, secure way of life, they're more satisfying, uh, as opposed to the well, everyone for themselves go out and compete in the market, which we know has some perils and uh, problems with it. So bringing forward the language of how you cooperate, how you make decisions as peers, rather than the noble leader who will either run you into the ground or somehow take you to a stratosphere type. Um, uh, wait, 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 wait. Reince, Turn, I think
0: you're yeah. covering the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah say okay. what you
3: just said, right.
1: Betsy.
0: Uh, say again. Is, what,
3: I that said, what I said was there's there's been um, a history of people in America who've wanted to live in egalitarian ways without privileging uh, one group of people or um, or worshiping a hero or you know a guru or a a spiritual leader who's somehow the person who's going to tell them what to do. So we're part cooperative culture really emerges out of the third way, which is slowly. Uh, being documented and honored in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll just say cooperative culture comes in, uh, you can see it in the Nobel uh, Prize in Economics.
0: For Eleanor Ostrom.
3: For Eleanor Ostrom. I think it was back in 2008 for her work on on uh, governance of commons all around mm-hmm. the world, these environmental commons. And I see our um, intentional communities now in the U.S. is not about a religious minority or, or um, you know, someone... A group that wants to practice uh, free sex or something, as the 60s might have been. No, it's about people who want to learn how to live and make decisions cooperatively to have a base for their life uh, that, is, um, that is rooted in uh, not trying to one-up other people. Right, right, right. I'm not I saying could... everyone does that, but we, we need that language. And there's right, some real, right. to me, heroes and heroines of advancing cooperative culture.
1: Right. And I think that's how it, I mean, I'd like to see that's how I want the world to be in general. Yeah, you know that's how I see the world anyway, just like yep. that. And so, uh, oh, you know, I I'm very interested in what you're saying, and I, I so also so and I, we can go on and on with all of these things.
0: It's amazing. I, I make sure that people know that if they really want to get involved,
1: yeah,
0: in a series about building community. The National Co Housing Conference yes. will be May 19th through 21st in Nashville, Tennessee this year, and uh, <clears throat> well worth the journey. There's uh, still space available and a uh, great way to learn. And,
1: and talk yeah. about the visitor day, because that's also interesting. <clears throat>
0: Excuse me. National Co-Housing Open yeah. House Day is April 29th. Uh, uh, cohousing.org on the national website has the information. And basically, uh, there's communities all over the country that for part of the day are opening up their doors to say, come visit us. Uh, some are coordinating. We're doing a bus tour here in the SF Bay Area and trying to, uh, yeah, help people. Uh, see what options are, even when there aren't resales. Uh, there's there's chance to get to know and learn from communities and maybe get new ones going.
3: Yeah. Uh, did Alice Alexander have any comments mm. on the chat? Our executive director of
0: mm.
3: Coho US.
1: Yeah, Alice. That's good. Alice, I, by all means, add to our conversation. This is a good time. Thank I've you, Betsy. I've been a long
0: time volunteer with the National Co Housing Association. I've been on the board and it's. Uh, An essential part of holding the movement together. Cohousing.org. She's doing an amazing job. Resource.
2: You know know what I see? How how I would define this? What? Capitalistic kibbutz. (laughs) Uh, We
0: we are. I mean, it's interesting to look at how in Israel, (laughs) in fact, the kibbutz uh, have fallen by the wayside. They are serving a different purpose now than in the founding of a nation. Right. uh, And uh, there's more. I mean, we're more like, I guess, Moshevim. with a little more privacy, a little less shared child-rearing. Uh, and I, I think that there's been parallel evolutions, and we've had some people from Israel visiting here to learn about how to create co-housing there as well as here. Yep. Well, and, Alice? But also, Betsy said.
3: What is that? that hold that. it up. Income sharing. And we, do, we actually, co-housing was, explo- well, again, one of these six founding common <clears throat> characteristics was we're not sharing uh, incomes. We do share land together and property and management, but, but, but we don't share uh, incomes. And so, you're, you're, what's, your engineer, absolutely right. The difference may be in the test of our community strength is, how do we navigate resales? Do what happens if we're in an area like here where the homes around us, small homes, are going for a million dollars? So right now, our community is having conversations and people are thinking about what do they want and need to be able to sell if they ever want to sell at the top of the market, or would they look at lower uh, prices in order to continue the community that we already have?
0: In preserve affordability words, to the future. For
3: families. Uh, that's
1: important.
3: Yeah, do you a, make the money a, or
1: do you sell it to keep the, what's most and, important? And what's in
3: between. Yeah. What's right. in between. So we're working with one neighbor, um, Around a community land trust, several of us are thinking about how we could um, share, like after we're gone or when we sell, we would sell um, to a community land trust that would hold it for permanently affordable housing and sell and essentially sell the right to live here, the ninety nine year lease uh, to live here um, based on uh, people who's who want to be in community. That's very important. Um, and what they can afford as a moderate income household.
0: We, 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 we actually, we actually, we took this as far as up to the federal level, the federal housing commissioner, and got 10,000 signatures on a petition in one weekend to help our neighbor Alice you know, save her home and community. And in the process, we said, well, okay, we can change policy, but really, why should we let the money go to the big banks, and why should we let them keep on keep the prices up there? As a community, we can fill the gaps. We can find alternative ways. We're we're, we're figuring out how now. We just got a gr- our first grant to be able to pursue this small, but uh, hopefully.
3: A revolving the- loan fund to help people mm-hmm. live in co-housing who might not be able to afford it, but who, uh, who, when they sell, would be sharing their profits with others So to support them. And Alice, is,
1: Alice is on the chat, and she oh, said, so co-housing is better than you expect, she said. Please join the National yep. Co-Housing Open House, Day, yep. April 29th.
0: Yeah, I I encourage people to get, you know, get past whatever ideas or stereotypes and be prepared to be surprised and uh, come with an open mind. That's been one of the hardest parts of marketing it. Uh, Most people can't believe that it does, you know, what it does. It's, again, not for everybody, but.
1: But you said you have you represent four thousand, five thousand seekers. So what is hard if you have all it sounds to me like you have more people than you have a home. In, the,
0: in the Bay Area, that matches the overall pattern of demand and supply yeah. so for housing.
3: We have people who are exploring living in community and are not ready to take steps. So they come and they meet other people here and they see what's available. We have other people who are urgently looking for a place to land, to live permanently. Uh, and a few of them have been able to find um, and be ready at the moment that homes are for sale in the co-housing communities around here. Others are um, priced out of most of the co-housing communities um, and uh, have, have uh, we've helped and supported them in creating study groups or forming groups to partner with an affordable housing developer or with a community land trust and create a housing cooperative, which can be eligible for certain types of what little public funding is available. But we're also, uh, so yes, you're absolutely right. And that's the the number of seekers far outstrips uh, the available openings. So creating new communities is Is what we try to demystify for people.
1: Do you have some communities that have schools on their property as well?
3: Well, not, so co-housing as a model, as these six principles don't usually come with those kinds of, um, attachments, although there are there maybe a dozen or more mm-hmm. communities that have a community-supported agriculture. I see, There yeah. are some communities, uh, uh, but, but the homeschooling, intentional, so. homes, homeschooling, some do, mm-hmm. but uh, co-housing is not meant to be isolationist, you know. But there are other types of intentional communities around the country that occasionally have been designed around a school, not that everyone goes to it, uh, CELO, right. Which is a community land trust community started in the 1930s or 40s, I think,
0: in North uh, Carolina.
3: In North Carolina, with Quake, a lot of Quakers, uh, was is the site of a uh, I think it's called the Arthur Morgan School, who was one of their founders. Um, and there's a, a mm, there's a number of other like free um, school movements gotcha. that got right. started. Farm in Tennessee. Uh, Big started in the 70s, one of the largest communes. They Mm -hmm. still have a school, although it's uh, I think it's accredited within the Tennessee schools.
1: Well, I think you've brought to life a a kind of a a, a foggy impression of what this really is. And we're almost out of time. I can't believe it. So you've been very interesting and I really appreciate you bringing in as much as you have. So just in the final moment, what would you say, um, Reigns, in the final moment? Betsy, both of you, in the final moment.
0: Well, you can see more about the communities we work with on our Cohousing California website, calcoho.org. Of course, the national website, cohousing.org, has lists both events, the the, the conference, the national days, and so on. As Betsy mentioned, ic.org for the intentional communities movement. But I, I just encourage people to imagine yourself in community, imagine yourself in a place where – you have neighbors that care for you and people that you can care for and relationships that can let you live a, a richer better connected life that's, that's beautiful. i think the real potential that's
1: beautiful thank you and betsy what about you yeah.
3: well i'm going to present the group works card deck with the pattern language. for but come
1: closer i'm i can't hear you
3: yeah, yeah there Group works card deck, not very graphic for you.
0: Uh, but
3: these are uh, patterns that have been found. range. Rains, you your got hands. your hands on the mic.
0: Yeah, yeah, sorry. We okay. So
3: I'll just show you real good. For anyone interested in this, mm-hmm. take the right size bite. Okay. These are, find, uh, fi- break things down if this seems overwhelming. Time is up. Time is up. All right, mm-hmm. then I'll show you this common ground. Yeah. This is the idea that one of the patterns we're, we're searching mm-hmm. is find the things we most have in common. And work from that. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. Decide to give more attention. Thank you. Who who would have thought we run out of
1: time like this? But there's so much to talk about. So may I, I, you know, I'd like to come and revisit this again.
0: Absolutely, I think there's more subtopics to explore.
1: It's wonderful. So thank you both so much, and Alice. I'm sorry you couldn't be here with us. Thank you for helping to (laughs) spearhead and create all of this, and everybody out there. Thanks so much for being here with us today, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. You're tuned to the Nissan Communications Network. If you tuned in too late, you can always watch each program in its entirety or download an MP3 audio file of it in the archives section on nissancommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook. Sponsored by Atomos.com, makers of quality video recorders and converters, carolinaapparel.com, and deltaforce.net.